episode 58 i'm eric berger joined as always by the interrupting cow in the room known as ryan Sinitsky. hello yeah. sir interrupting cow in the room that <laughs> is me yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we had a little bit of an absence but we are back i uh where were you again you were in georgia <laughs> it's georgia alabama <clears throat> yeah it was no it, actually i'm not gonna lie um it's not, not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even like, I, I was in Texas a couple parts. I was in, uh, I went down to Dallas first, and then I went down to Austin, then I went back up through Fort Worth, through the, obviously, center of the country, straight mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And like, even Dallas, like, it's not that bad. No. no. It, it feels like Lakeville. The whole thing just feels like Lakeville. That, They're fine to visit, but I would not want to live in. Right, well, absolutely. So this is the thing with Alabama and Georgia, though. Um, I would want to live in Georgia. I like Atlanta. Atlanta's really nice. Yeah. Um, it's got a lot of donks in it too, which I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually is probably the. I if you don't understand don, like donk culture at all, go to Georgia Dude, and like it's intense. With, go there with an open mind, and you will understand <laughs> yeah, it. I thankfully came in at like midnight on Friday night, and I was hungry, so <clears throat> I found a Chinese place open until three a.m. Holy hell! And we're like, oh, let's go there. That's perfect timing. Whatever. We don't have to worry about rushing the the staff. And mm-hmm. we get there, and it's in a parking lot surrounded by three or four different clubs. So we saw a lot of donks there because that's where everybody was. I haven't done the research on what the, the main meet is called, but it, it looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It also looks slightly unsafe, but, like, I would be willing to risk it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It, you know, people probably say about street racing, too. I think you're just not used to it. Could be. But... What I will say, there is something that Alabama has going for it that is nobody ever talks about. What is that? It is seriously underpopulated. Oh, okay. But that's the thing. That means that you don't have the infrastructure to build big-ass freeways everywhere. Yeah. So you have, yeah, you do have your freeways. I like crisscross from Alabama. Yeah, yeah. But they have the best highways, like side roads and like byways, mm-hmm. like just really, really good driving roads. It was, I think it was 78 was the one we took. Yeah, we took 78 yeah. all the way from Aniston to Atlanta. The, the one highway that goes from uh, from um, Atlanta to Birmingham, which passes by Aniston where I was in yeah. Alabama, um, they were down to one lane for like 30 miles. Oh, yeah. It was, they were, uh, Waze told me they were going Anywhere between ten to thirteen miles per yeah, hour. Yeah, screw that. Yeah, for thirty miles, not worth it. No. Um, so, yeah, we took seventy-eight, which is the byway that's directly next to it. Which Fair. his mom told us used to be the only road out, like to and from Birmingham. And it was a, it was a really kick-ass road. All the mm. all the corners are you know banged like a speedway. Nice. <laughs> um, well, yeah, they're racing their NASCARs out there in the weekend. <laughs> no, they they turn right as well. Really? Yeah. So they're weird. doing the indie track. Then. Yeah, the indie yeah. track. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So, um, no, a lot of banked corners, you know, off camber turns, uh, chicanes. Nice. And, Were the know, roads reasonably well taken care of? Oh, yeah, yeah. Really, really well taken care of. Like, nice. it was just, I really, I, when I, I kind of like did some looking on Google Maps of like where I'm going to be driving. Yeah. And so, like, when I got the rental car, I didn't just go with, oh, yeah, like... Where were you driving? Uh, I got a Nissan Altima, actually. T5? CVT? Uh, yes, but mm-hmm. I, uh, the chassis is what I got it for, because I'm like, would I rather have that or an Impala? 
I, it's equally bad. Well, the the Ultima will handle better than the the Impala, so that's why I chose that. I see. But no, it was, it was a really good driving run. I really wish I had like any other car on earth to enjoy <laughs> it. Yeah, it, it was it was great being down there with my amazing midwestern accent oh, oh they all think it's the, adorable they yeah really the did. first <laughs> thing i got asked or the, one of the first statements spoken to me was man i really love that movie fargo and i was like oh yeah you betcha and they're like <laughs> their eyes lit up they're like oh my god i, I stood it's out incredible. Andrew, I, to your audience <laughs> i met uh, a friend of mine elena down in austin when i was down there and i hadn't seen her for like four years she's a minnesota resident that's transplanted down there just like I'm dating this guy right now, and he thinks my Minnesotan accent is adorable. Oh I'm yeah. I'm just like, really? I think their accent's fucking horrible. Yeah. No, I had that a lot. Like, cause like I I travel quite a bit, and like everyone's always like, you've got such the you've got the cutest accent, and I'm like, do I? Like, I just. I, I mean, it, obviously we don't hear it. Yeah. But oh no, you you do. If you sit down on the channel long well, enough, and if I get excited, I like. No holds barred. I'm oh full on Fargo for sure. Yeah. But like when I'm just talking regularly, yeah. I do try to keep it a little more neutral. I I try, but like speaking with kids and stuff, I oh, hear yeah. it slip up so much because all of my all my students are I from know. like you have to you have to consciously just... like not do it. You do. Yeah. You have to thing. think really hard to keep yeah. all so. of your diction is consistent. And of, co- I, of course, my favorite thing to say is "Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah." Oh, yeah. But so you know, when oh, yeah, we know. were in Alabama, I was went there for a funeral. It's not that big of a deal. We kind of saw it coming for like the last five years. She was like a million years old. Yeah, she was. So it's mm. fine. But anyway, uh, the my my cousin or my mom's cousin. So I guess my cousin too, uh, Mitchie. Uh, was, that is their actual name. His name is Mitchell, Mitchell. but they've okay. always called him Mitchie. Mitchie. Um, he's like sixty-five, but um, he was there and he was he did the service. He's an ordained minister mm-hmm. for the Baptist Church. Okay. Um, and I am not. If you want to know what he looks like, imagine like Charlie Daniels dressed up as an Amish person. I don't know who Charlie Daniels is. That one down to Georgia, like that song. I know who. I know the song. Yeah, but like I don't. But know anyway, what he looks Charlie like. Daniels, like, a fat Southern guy with like a beard, like down to his belly button. You know, we've got this internet. here. Yeah, look at what Charlie Daniels looks like. He looks like Charlie Daniels, and he was wearing like this like Civil War esque. Like linen half button down shirt. Oh yeah, he looks yeah. like Santa Claus with a cowboy hat. Yeah, but yep. like a bigger, much much bigger beard because this beard like literally went down below his nipples. Yeah, um, not in any of these fi- pictures. Well, no, no, my my cousin Mitchie. Oh okay. So is he that old? Yeah, yes. they're about the same age. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Mitchie uh, did the service. <clears throat> okay. Um, he had a harmonica. He played a hymn on a uh, harmonica and a old Lang's eye. Most importantly, he played "Old Lang Syne" on I harmonica. It's for all the sea. Oh, sure, yeah. sure, yeah. okay. So, and then uh, there, there was a, there was a Civil War reference, a Confederacy reference. Yep. For you, goodness' sake, yeah, you had to have that. You, you couldn't not have it. God <laughs> bless that we are all Christians in a room with two Jewish men. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Yep. But um, would I have been tarred and feathered and hanged? No, no, they're, they're, no, they were really they're nice, really nice people. They're just they're they're very Christian. You have to understand this is a I place was in raised the... Christian. Does that help? Yeah, sure. I mean, okay. I'm Jewish. I, I, I'm, I'm I... outwardly Jewish. There, <laughs> so, I yeah. couldn't tell by looking at you. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> I I was an outcast and I was raised Catholic. So fair if, enough. If that it's pretty intense, though. Yeah. But I got gotcha. you. So I'm a pariah. When I was down there, if 
if you, anybody understands why they call it the Bible Belt, we drove to my Uncle David's house. How many gigantic scale crosses did you see from roadways, by the way? Mm, Not that many. Two or three. Yeah. However, on a 15-mile long road to my uncle's house from the highway, I saw 19 churches (laughs) (laughs) and a Buddhist temple. Whoa. Okay. That was in Atlanta, though. It was was a liberal part of town. a little more progressive. It was a a liberal part. (laughs) But literally, more than one church per mile. And I was I was telling uh, Ryan's about Jimmy that like when I'm in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota doing my archaeology stuff, Minnesota, Minnesota, um, if my cell service kicks out, I'm I'm fucked. There's only there's only farms. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, even with like the two different cell phone carriers I carry, like there were points on this drive of mine even. Yeah. Thirty five Interstate thirty five where I had no service. But in Alabama, there's. All these people just living in the middle of nowhere and like sorry, sorry. Right. <laughs> I'm just turning down your microphone briefly. Um, and like there's always like a church within like eyesight. So I was like, I- if my cell phone goes off here, I'm fine. That's, right. That's also uh, sorry. Yeah, it's bad. that's also not a um, exaggeration when you say there's always a church within eyesight. Oh yeah. <laughs> like there is a church at all times within eyesight. So well, like, you got to be around to get drunk and then go praise the Lord Jesus. Yeah, and we we were driving back on a Sunday and nothing was open. Yeah, we struggled to find a gas station <laughs> that was open. The the first I've only gas run into station, a closed gas station once on an interstate. Oh, this one is like most of them. Most like, of them. Yeah, most of them are closed. We had to drive to Georgia incredible. before we found an open gas station. And by incredible, I mean absolutely horrible. But um, no, my, my I asked my cousin Mitchie about it. The Charlie Daniels guy. That yeah, that's a great name. <laughs> uh, and he said he he, I, he actually gave me probably the best response. Oh, also, uh, he's very excited that um, his church finally got a great got a uh, cemetery added onto it. So that's good. He wow. started his own. He that built his own church. Pretty morbid. Um, but anyway, so um, it was a big development in the town. He, he like lives in a town of like three or something. Um, Even smaller than where I grew up. I yeah. <laughs> so no, he said. <clears throat> the reason we need all these churches out here, you see, is because we got so many sinners. This is the most sinful place in the country, and this is why we need all... And that's exactly why you keep hearing about Florida Man, because everybody in the South is just like Florida Man, mm-hmm. and that makes sense why they need those churches. It's it's a, it's a matter of necessity. <laughs> we got so many sinners out here, It, you it see? is a matter of necessity. <laughs> we, we were the least sinful, that's I'm sure. fairly incredible. I, I well okay yeah I can see that, but you guys aren't devout Christians so that makes no. sense. Well. Yeah, I mean I'm a Catholic so obviously I'm going to hell so. That's... Catholicism is the devil. So anyway, we've heard a lot about Alabama and Georgia. Yeah, I was um, a little inattentive just because I was trying to pull up my. I think I took a couple of clips of like the racetrack and stuff when I was at Coda. But... Oh, you went to Coda. Yeah, um, so the main reason going down to Austin, other than visiting a couple of friends, um, was to visit a vintage race at Circuit of the Americas, mm-hmm. which had a couple of the people I met at Monterey. Oh, cool. All so right. I um, ran into these people again, which was super cool. So Steve, the one with that E30 M3 Sport Evo, he was yes. there. Oh, excellent. And I'm digging this up. I've got a video that hasn't published yet. I'm trying to figure out how to get to that. What was that Clark Tug Old Start Fart and Drive? Was that was that from Coda? No, it oh. wasn't. 
but that that tug is amazing. It's a 1947 Clark tug with a dogleg non-synchronized three-speed manual. That's why it's dogleg. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and like the parking brake's got like that big extra handle thing on it that you gotta <laughs> click. Oh, oh, so I'm gonna. It says encoding's overloaded, but I'm gonna try to leave this running in the video while we talk about it. anyway so i flew down to dallas because i had bought a 2000 bmw m5 probably a month and a half ago and my buddy brandon meyer who used to live up here uh looked at it for me test drove it did the whole thing of bringing the cashier's check to the guy bringing it back to his house he was gracious enough to do the uh, master cylinder on it and a couple other little things it needed please ignore the crinkling bag there are cheese curds being ingested <laughs> They're so, all yours. All right. <clears throat> Thank you. But anyway, I got down there. Uh, we flew first class just for giggles, as you can see on the screen. It was Halloween, so all the lift oh, drivers things were, were ghosts, which was adorable. That's awesome. And That's so spooky. I figured out that if I put my phone on hotspot in the airplane, we could use it as a uh, wireless router and play Diablo 2 LAN so between if you have, yes. computer so you, and mine. you can have... Airplane mode on and still use hotspot. Yeah, that and it just sense. and then it just becomes a. That's great. Yeah, that's a that is the most perfect thing. So I tried to do it through the airplane Wi-Fi. IPhone. Oh, they're great. Yeah, but so anyway, there's the car. Sorry, I'm still eating. Mmm, tasty. They're delicious. They are. So I went to Whataburger first. I'd never been to one of those. That was pretty good. It's a lot like a in and out. A little cheaper in and out. Okay. It looks like it. I, I saw the color of that bun. I'm like, that looks like in and out. Oh, White, look at her spooky. Yeah. Is, that, is that Brimley? That's Brimley and Spooky. So my buddy has cats. And then my other buddy, Aaron, who uh, helped me out with the 2002 and stuff, he was there. Wow. And he brought his buddy from Colorado, and he had like a Cam Z06 on a trailer. So I'm like, that's Tesla. Cool. Oh, yeah. I saw, saw like a, a weird coil. Tesla coil sitting out in the middle of the world. And after spending a night and a half, sorry for the eating, guys. I really am. <laughs> After spending a day and a half with uh, Brandon and Bethany down there, um, partying a little bit, we just hopped in the car, went to the nearby Waffle House, and then beelined for Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, when we got to Austin, I was sitting in a little bit of traffic just because it was like 3 o'clock on a weekday or something, and I noticed the temp gauge, which had been sitting at like one-third the entire day, came up to the middle. Oh, no. Oh. Ooh, that ain't good. So I like, hit the throttle a little bit, and it comes right back down. I'm like, huh. this thing's low on coolant. A mile later, we park up at this, um, it's a condo of Peter Francis, who was okay. with me. It's his buddy. Okay. There. Super yeah. nice guy. He let us stay with him. Um, but anyway, I open up the hood in his parking lot, and I see a two-inch crack in the side of my radiator tank. Oh, no. And it's like dribbling coolant out of it. I'm like, well, that probably won't make it 1,300 miles without yeah. serious problems. I mean, we'd just driven 300, but I mean, still, we're going to go through the heart of the Bible belt in the yeah. middle of the night. I don't want to mess with that. So you're going no eastbound. There's the crack. <clears throat> we're going eastbound. Well, we were going from Dallas to Austin, so technically we were going southwest. Oh well, I guess I guess as like the edge of the Bible belt. Well, 35 still goes through it. Yeah, that, for the 35 but it's the goes western the edge. edge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So because it really is kind of like just like it's like Georgia. Well, I guess the Carolinas through Texas. Yeah, right. So I filled it up with bottled water without fixing it, took uh, Corey, Dakota, and we spent a day in the pits there. We pretty much got sunburned, and we saw Steve, the guy with that yep. E30 M3 Evo. He had his 2002 and his E9 CSL there. Oh, he, he had one of the Batmobiles? Yeah, he has a Batmobile. Oh, cool. It should, there should be a photo in here, hopefully. There now, it is. Oh, oh, he's at that Batmobile. <laughs> That's his okay, Batmobile. yeah. Yeah, so that one had an issue. It like, uh, ran into something and broke a strut. Is that say BMW race. Luigi? 
That's the car's name, Luigi. Yeah, Luigi. You, that's you, so cute. You never noticed that? No, that's really cute. The car's I name is Luigi. You, yeah. Like, five times. You, I think you did in hindsight. It's but kind of a cute name. But anyway, Steve is a super of. nice guy. It was qualifying day, so we really didn't see him like going balls to the wall. Yeah. Um, and we couldn't come back the next day because I was busy changing out the radiator. Mm-hmm. But he ended up winning first place oh, in both of his Luigi. races with the the B sedan for the 2002. Yeah. And then also whatever race the the CSL was running in. So. Congrats to Steve. I still have to send him a couple of videos, but um, after that, I literally just swapped out the radiator, which huge props to Blunt Tech. They overnight priorityed me a radiator. That's I got amazing. it Saturday Excellent. morning. Good job. That's great. <laughs> All the other places had like their shipping cutoff passed already, so it would have been Monday. Oh, God. But no, that's tough. that's amazing because customer service. my solar company and their infinite wisdom, even though I told them I was going to be gone these days, booked my install for that Monday. Oh, no. So I had to come back a day and a half early just to let them into my house. Also take another day off work, which was pretty cool. But anyway, Coda was amazing. Awesome cars. A lot like Monterey. It's a great shot of the Schnitzer. Uh, yeah, I, I took it so I, I could use it as the cover for the December newsletter for the uh, the BMW car club. I like that pink uh, Iraq Z race car. There's a lot of cool stuff there. And there was also a Bizzarini, which was the loudest car yes! I have ever oh, heard I in my Bizzarinis. life. It, it'll be in this probably. Um, that, that's, one of, those are, that's one of those brands that were spawned from uh, Enzo Ferrari yeah. pissing off everyone. And you can tell. It looks just like a Maserati, yeah. an old Maserati. <laughs> so Anyway, there's a bunch of cool stuff there. Excellent hospitality. Um yeah, I mean, so, I, I had my first go with those little Lime scooters, which awesome. are awesome. I used them to go to Harbor Freight to buy tools, and then yes. after my first ride of them, I went on Amazon and I just bought one. Yeah. <laughs> and so, then I proceeded to ride the rest of my time on my own. So, <laughs> so if you want to go to a track day, go to a historics event. Well, oh, it's still got to be the way. Not really there. a track day. I mean, well, these, oh, these are wheel to wheel races, know. but the ground was just. Thick with gorgeous Batmobile E9s. Yeah, I mean, so if you want to go so cool. to a fun race, go to Historics. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, They're nice. And all the people are super nice. I, yeah. I didn't talk to anyone else this time just because the paddock wasn't quite set up the same way it oh, was okay. at like uh, the Hawk yeah. out in Road America. Or it's not Monterey. as accessible. Right. I mean, the people are all there. They all know each other already, so there's not as much opportunity to meet new people, which kind of yeah. sucks. But, you know, it's... It, it was a lot of fun. It was a great addition to the trip. I mean, it cost some money, and we didn't go the second day, but it was fine. Uh, the yeah, way home, who cares? It's a pretty uneventful. Good opportunity. Uh, we ended up actually, we were originally going to leave, I think, Sunday morning at 2 a.m. just to drive through the entire day with daylight. Mm-hmm. We ended up leaving, I think, Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Because oh, no. we decided to get all the way to Kansas City, Missouri at like 2.30 a.m. and stay with uh, Peter's aunt, okay. who has this amazing hunting lodge oh. on okay. their property it has eight beds in it mm. heated floors like full kitchen it's all brand new but like super like knotty pine that kind That's of style awesome. yeah so we stayed in that thing which was a really interesting experience just cow- coyotes howling outside and tons of deer oh. running around Fun. rural kansas super weird but <laughs> none of them ate the m5 so that was good and then we headed home and it was all fine radiator held up just fine uh, car is still sitting in here it's got a couple issues but really nothing too bad uh, actually, I should mention, um, speaking of coyotes, yeah. one of my uncles was telling me uh, about why he almost didn't make it to the funeral. Is the night before he'd gotten out of his truck, and apparently his dogs have been breeding with the coyotes and wolves and bringing the coyotes and wolves around that, the house. Breeding with the coyotes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I guess he got like attacked by wolves and had to like, run into his truck, and um, his... I guess his like shotgun had fallen off the gun rack, 
<laughs> it's a thing that you need for the wolves. Um, but it's, Wolf dog. It, yeah, his his. Uh, I didn't his know sh- they were genetically that similar, where they could breed. Yeah, they are. Yep. Um, but they, um, I guess, his shotgun had fallen off the gu- the gun rack, uh, either in the shuffle or something that was stuck behind the seat. He'd like go and grab his pistol and like kick a wolf like away and like shoot at. It. Didn't kill it or anything, obviously. Jeez. But like he like they literally came at his life. <laughs> so. Coyotes. Yep. Well, thank goodness he made it to the uh, funeral. <laughs> yeah. and, and not his own. Al- Alabama is literally like living in the 1800s, but with modern technology. <laughs> and Cracker Barrels. And, and lots of Cracker Barrels. Uh, his, I saw so many Cracker Barrels in Texas. His aunt was telling me about how excited they were for getting a grocery store. And yeah, that's when I was... Yeah. Not like a Whole Foods, but just like they a, a, a saving way. Or they got, they got a Publix pu- they, is pretty yeah, good. Yeah, they got, they got a Publix in the city next to Aniston. Very fancy. Um, and then they were like, Jana, move down here. And I was like, I like my Whole Foods. No, I like, I like I like Atlanta. I would I would absolutely move to Atlanta. I would never move to Atlanta. The traffic's too bad. No, nah, yes, it's awful. It's, the traffic is goppingly awful there. It's absolutely dreadful. But um, <laughs> no, if you um, if you leave at the right time of day, you'll be fine. Yeah, you're probably... Oh, there's Luigi. There he goes. Luigi. Luigi, it does it at the minute of the worry. Anyway, wow. so yep. Uh, there's also more good news on my end. Oh, excellent! Uh, Did somebody else die? No. Yes. Oh. Uh, we got the mobile podcast studio back. Oh, the boss is back with his transmission now. Yes, I'm Woo! done driving. You have to drive that garbage Volkswagen. Uh, God, I really, really do not <laughs> like the new Jetta at all. So, it, for everybody that is out of the know, my. Uh, van, the my Mazda Five, which is our mobile podcast studio. Um, I was getting the transmission replaced under warranty because aftermarket warranty. Well yeah, if, if you're if you're financing a car, just get aftermarket warranty because it is Make just sure you fantastic. Get a good one, though. Yeah, yeah, you have to get a good one. You have to read the fine print, but if you get a good one, you can be pretty solid. And yeah, no, I got free transmission out of it. Um, but yeah, no, while we we're doing that, I was having to drive our loaner cars to work, which are all Volkswagens because I work at a Volkswagen specific shop. Weird. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, the new Jetta is just uncomfortable at all times. The seats feel like wood. <laughs> like, it's got the worst... I know exactly what you mean. It has just the the bad. worst throttle ever. Huh. What do you mean, like, super aggressive tip-in and then nothing, or what? Yeah, it's exactly that. Okay. Well, it's like, it, it's like, it's super aggressive tip-in, a transmission that seems to, like, shift right, like, you, like, when you step on the gas... Yeah. You're sitting there, like, waiting for it to shift, and by the time it figures out that it needs a shift, you're already at the speed you need to be at. So you let it's off. It's like pegging the rev limiter. Kind of, but, like, by the time you let off, you're, like, you're midway through a shift. So the transmission, like, has a, it's all loaded up and everything, and then sure. when you when it finally shifts, it shifts like a sledgehammer. Hmm. So it's it's got a transmission computer that's, like, designed to kill itself, it feels like. Like, we're going to need a lot more warranty claims. Yeah. So let's just take all of the gentleness out of this. Yeah, no, honestly, it feels like, like, you know, when you, um, when you, when you like rev up, like you're super high, like if you go like like half throttle, I get high RPM. Yeah. And then you shift gears. Yeah. And then as you shift gears on Mac transmission, you just gun it. That's how it feels. Oh, okay. So like it's ready for a gentle shift, and, and then, then it just hammers it. Yeah, kicks it into gear because it's concerned about the. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I know that's exactly what, it is. what you mean. It feels every single time I, it, regardless of what I did with my foot on the throttle, <laughs> it always felt like that. It was awful. Um, 
No, I'm, I, I did not like it at all. That thing sounds just dreadful. So instead, I chose, after driving that for one evening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did see it. Yeah, was you did. You saw that. It was at this movie night. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, after driving that for one evening, I immediately swapped it out for a diesel, like, 2003 Passat yep. limousine. Like, actual limousine trim level. Okay. Where it was designed for limousine companies. They, But you could spec it to still have the diesel. That's interesting. So, like, it was designed to be like, yeah, obviously they're going to take the six-cylinder. And so then you'll have a nice smooth right. acceleration for your And in 2003, limousine. that would have been a three-liter. Yeah. Like so that those are been, all gone. Yeah, they are all gone. <laughs> um, but, no, like, it, it's a little bit uh, – it's got – I think it's got a little bit more legroom in the rear. Okay. It's got um, tinted windows on it from the factory, mm. black leather interior. It's really, really nice. But because Volkswagen is how they are, you could spec it with any engine. Like that trim level. Right. So somebody on earth spec a limousine to have this chattery industrial diesel ALH. engine. I love the yes. ALH. It was great. That's and super great. I think my favorite part about it is if you just started up without laying the glow plug seat up, you just get a big waft of smoke coming out of the back of the car. <laughs> so I get to be really obnoxious with it. So yeah, it was great. I much prefer that. 20 year old Passat limousine diesel. Yeah, when you had that here, I think for the last podcast time yeah. we did, I'm like, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it's I mean, kind of cool. Other than the fact car. it's going to go through like 400 sets of CV shafts in its life. Yeah, it's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was a five speed though. I Me was too. definitely happy to get a diesel after that other mess. It was not. Well, Jetta. Not, not only that, you also had um, the heated seats in that car, which yes. my new favorite game is. Uh, the Volkswagen heated seat game where you put put it the, on max and see how you long it lasts. Put it on five and see who the survivor is. <laughs> <laughs> I survived. Yeah, Jan, Jan I can, actually. I can leave it on continuously. Yeah, Jan was like super comfy on five. I love uh, boiling lava hot heated seats. I thought I thought I was gonna light on fire, and it's a German thing. It's very hot, and I am as I am, so I was a little worried. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, German heated seats are really hot. Like, the, the Fiat E-seats get really hot, but they, they cycle really conservatively. Oh, that's nice. No, the German ones... Like the German ones I are, like... heat all the time because oh, yeah. I don't use the... The, the German ones are, like, an oven. Yeah, and they stay on. Yeah, like the an Fiat oven. The Fiat one cycles. Yeah, and it, it smells like diesel gas, so... Diesel it gas? Was, or di- diesel exhaust... Like, exhaust gas, that's what I mean. Like... <laughs> no, fuck it. We're going to go with diesel, diesel gas. <laughs> diesel exhaust fumes... <laughs> So I'm like sitting there and I'm like, oh, it's, it smells like gas and it, it's it's really hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> I am as I am. Flashbacks. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, program genetic flashbacks. It was not fun. Oh, because you're Jewish. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that that was my. I'm just very happy to have my Mazda back and uh, no heated seats. No heated seats. At I, least they're comfy. However, seats. getting out of I, you know, I used to pay so much attention to that, but once I realized that there's a bunch of companies out there that will literally parts and labor put heated seats in almost yeah. anything for five hundred bucks, I'm like, Why I would, just don't even care anymore. Yeah, that's exactly how I am. Um, and like the technology is not any worse in the aftermarket yeah. systems. No, I'm. I've got some other stuff I need to do to my van, but heated seats are now on the horizon. Like even my Fiat 124 shopping, like if I end up getting a base model, which I probably will. Yeah. Like those don't have heated seats. Who and cares? I want heated seats. Just put them in. Right. Yeah. I'm just going to like budget $500 and just immediately drop it off for the company that does that. Yeah. Take it to dealer on service or something. Pretty much. Call today. Yeah. But no, the, 
when I got out of that Passat and I got into my Mazda, I mm-hmm. noticed just how loud and chattery my suspension is. So I got mm. coilovers going into that like ASAP. Uh, I was is able- it original suspension on it? Yeah, like original, original with like 177,000 miles on it. Um, that doesn't sound well. It was. It's extremely not well. <laughs> um, it's so, not as bad as my Accord, though. No, no, it's worse. Mm. Uh, it is what? so loud and chattery. It's unbelievable. Like well, I guess it interrupts your it, it interrupts your Boo. conversations. Yeah, like that. <laughs> That's the joke on my Culver's Bay. Interrupting cow? Really? Yeah. yeah I, oh, I thought you. I thought you told Burger about what? that. Yeah, interrupting cow. No, that was completely coincidental. <laughs> All right. It says. Knock, knock, the cow saying knock, knock. And then the caller's guy says, who's there? The cow says, interrupting cow. And the caller's guy goes, interrupting? And then before you can finish saying interrupting cow, question mark, the cow goes, wow. Oh. Should I show the people? Sure. Yes. But, um, yeah, no. So Actually, I'm, let me just put it in front of this one. Just freeze frame it if you want to see it. It's adorable. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I had no idea. <laughs> no, you didn't. Know. I thought she told. No, she I showed had you no that. idea. That's super funny. That's from South Park. That's what I was yeah, looking for. But yeah, that's really okay. funny. Um, but yeah, so I'm. I was able to find a set of coilovers for my Mazda Five that were originally nice. made for Mazda Speed Three, mm-hmm. um, for less than struts and springs and everything. That's kind of how it goes a lot of the time. Like, even with the M5, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, it's cheaper. And I'm now gonna have the coolest Mazda Five on earth i'm actually really excited for it well yeah the manual well no uh with coilovers yeah lowered I, i'm only going with the manual well and not only is it going to be lowered I, the coilovers i have um they ordered they can they're h and r's but they can actually raise higher than factory ride height. oh i like that yeah well uh my roommate raised his miata because his miata <laughs> came go. with racelands okay and he oh, bought Jesus. it for he bought it for 200 racelands can go up Apparently. Oh, I thought they were he, only slam. No, he uh, he bought it for like two hundred bucks because the guy like thought it needed like all this work. He thought it was just like a pile of junk. Turns out the guy just forgot to put in a throw out bearing. We did his clutch and the car was fine. Oh yeah, you were telling me about yeah, that. Yeah, but um, so Miguel is now using his, his as his winter beater, and so he just took the coilovers and raised them to the highest possible setting, and the car's like a foot higher. Oh my word. <laughs> Like, than when he got it. So it's, like, a solid eight inches higher than factory. I mean, whatever. pretty cool. Oh, God. Yeah, so I'm excited to get the coilovers in the Mazda 5. I'll be doing um, an update on the MotorCult blog about that. We're going to start doing a little build thread on there about the 5, since I'm going to be doing quite a bit of work to it. The mobile podcast The mobile podcast studio. Thank you very much. Yeah, so (laughs) I want to see how good I can make a minivan. You're going to get the uh, updated headlights and taillights too then? Yes, of yes. course. Cool. And the, which will also be in the... Yes. Yeah. No, but the, the main goal for it is I want to I want to make it something that's like still going to be daily drivable, but like more fun than you could feasibly have with a Mazda Speed 3. He wants it to be less of a mom van. Yeah, basically. I see. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I've talked Admirable. enough here. Let's right. uh, talk about... I'll get about, on to my topic then. Talk about <clears throat> your All right, so Mercedes. like three or four episodes ago, we yeah. talked about BMW finally pulling the plug on their manual transmission for the Ooh. 3 Series. Um, that's actually not strictly true. I, it is for the U.S. market, but somebody posted a live in-the-flesh photo of a 3 Series diesel in Europe. <gasps> that's a manual transmission. With a 6-speed. So the manual isn't dead. Let me get rid of this Honda ad Yay. right here. Ta-da! It looks really awkward in that. No, it's just dead. Deck. It's just dead to us. All right. So if you go, if you live in a 
you know, a regular part of the world where they have civilization, mm-hmm. you can still have a manual in mm-hmm. that car. Yay. But if you live in the United States or Canada, we're fucked. Boom. Sorry, we're, uh, we're forked. Right, wait, it's, we, we got one F-bomb. I think we've already hit three Fudged. or four. That's <clears throat> mm. fine. Oh, well. Sorry, everyone. We are trying. We just are really bad at We're getting better. better. We need to come up with a dictionary. Yes. A dictionary? For like usable words. Oh, I mean, or just, just, or just a button. Oh, thesaurus, yeah. Just, okay. a, just like right. a, a button that just yeah, if you know, out. That would be kind of cool, actually. You can't have interrupting cow. Sure. <laughs> just have it make a random like NPC sound effect every time yes. you click it. I'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Somehow curb the, your enthusiasm theme. Oh, man. <laughs> that's too much of a tangent. Anyway, that's all I want to talk about. Uh, the G20 is available in a manual, but not if you live where we live. So but please go buy one. It seems really dumb. Because uh, didn't we really keep dumb. the manual? In, in the M. Yeah. yeah. And they just announced the M3. Whole reason they're still offering a six-speed? U.S. market. So why wouldn't they just put six speed in the other ones? Well, here's why. Because the M take rate for manual is still like 50%. The take rate on non-M 3 Series, aka least specials, is like 5%. So if... what I wonder what the take rate is for non-leased cars. I bet For it's, manual I, transmissions. Well, the only problem is the dealers order the dang things in. Nobody special orders a car anymore. Oh, it's super they do. Not in BMW, though. Oh, they just keep the lot full of these gray... Oh, and that, that's drives. why everybody's got these 320X drives Correct. that nobody cares about. Maury's needs a BMW dealership. Yeah, because yeah. Maury's actually is really if good about that. If you order every car, then yeah. I mean, people are like, well, I don't want to wait. But like... Why are you shopping why for are you, a car if you don't want to wait? You don't want to wait, but There's you're a, just going to drop 20 grand on something that's like going to be mostly right. good? Like, what, that, what is wrong uh, with you? Dude, I don't know. If you people don't wait are, for ooh, your... the automatic's fast. I'm like, dude, shut See, up. my dad didn't want to wait, so he searched the entire country. Who said and that? And that's the thing. The uh, there's a dealership in there's Boston. Somebody, there's somebody I was talking to. It was I was talking to that. I was having a conversation. He got like legitimately mad when I said I don't like automatics, even though they're not as fast. Even though the manual's not as fast. I told a dealership. Oh, Brett Litford. That's who yeah. it was. Yeah. Oh, God, fucking plug. Anyway. That, yeah. Anyway. Um, everybody does. I was talking to a dealership in South Florida about a Fiat 500 bar, or four, uh, 124 Barth mm-hmm. this week, <laughs> and the guy was like. It had a reported crash, and I was trying to figure out more in, about the crash. And the guy's like, oh, here, well, we have another one in stock that doesn't have a crash on its record for a little less money. Sends me the link, and it's a Classica, so the base model spec, and it's an auto. And I sent back oh. a message. I'm like, I don't know how to drive auto. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what do you say? He hasn't responded. That's hilarious. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I don't know how to drive auto. So, yeah, we're going to keep getting M car manuals, but we're, we're not getting these anymore. But there's a dealership in Boston that all the cars they allocate – they they their allocations whatever with BMW. Mm-hmm. If there's an option for a six speed, they order it as a six Good. speed. Good because they sell ninety percent of their cars out of state because people look yes. for them. Yep, and they do a lot of business. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I I just don't understand how they when can I was, be ignored. When I was like I said when I was selling a Subaru, probably once a, at least once a month, like. I would be getting a car from out of state because somebody needed specifically just a manual transmission. We didn't have one. Yep. And I probably had maybe about like a good solid eighth of my cars I sold be manual. My favorite is he would text me at least once a day with somebody that specifically ordered a certain car, mm-hmm. like certain color, certain interior color. And I think people should keep doing that. I'm like, yeah. people are, it's the Amazon Prime problem. Everyone oh, wants yeah. instant gratification. I'm like, well, how about I just get the one with the auto? It's right here right now. 
I mean, I guess, but I mean, I don't know. It's... No, I mean, that's the thing. It's instant gratification. It's our yeah. whole damn society. I mean, I'm part of the problem for sure. Oh. Yeah, no, you are. Yeah. Well, I mean, all right. So this is the way I look at it. If you want, you know, some, if you want good food, you're going yeah. to lunch. Yeah. You have a McDonald's right next to you. <laughs> and then like. This hits close to home. For two me, by two the way. blocks further down the road, there's an A&W. Yep. Hey, you go to McDonald's, you're the problem. It's about the same price. I I find myself going to Subway a lot because it's the closest. Actually, food. Ma- McDonald's is a good example except they actually Burger King versus A and W. I like Burger King. Yeah, but A and W is better. But yeah. the thing is, with McDonald's, you can feasibly make an argument that it's better because they have one dollar pops I, or one dollar sodas. No, you had it right the first time. It's pop. Well, I we're outside of the Midwest too. Then call it a soft drink. Cokes. Fizzy. <laughs> Pepsi Coke. Fizzy drink. <laughs> yeah. Fizzy drink. A fizzy drink. Uh, a bubbly water. Anyway, yeah. So that's my that's my G twenty story. I think uh, that's yeah. that's all I, I really I'm just glad my parents that. raised me to like not be okay with what the dealership offers me. To, so, to shop around. And that's great. It's yeah. just not the norm, which is I know, which is sad. I don't know, but my my logic is if you have twenty thousand dollars or yeah. fifty thousand dollars to spend on a car, the the higher like I I can understand getting whatever if you're getting a Mitsubishi Mirage, right, yeah. right. But like yeah, especially if you're spying a BMW, like just go get it allocated. Like what the heck is wrong with you? All right, like and if like, you're spending that much money, people buy BMWs because of residual. Yeah. Do you know how much better the residual is on a six speed three twenty versus yeah. an eight speed three twenty? It's yeah. incredible. Way higher. Oh, way by higher. the way, surprise Alabama fact. There were a lot of <laughs> like this. Yeah. A lot of Kia Souls okay. and a lot of Honda Ridgelines. Yeah, like all really? the Ridgelines. Well, yeah. they're made there. Those are like okay, I was gonna say like, like those are two of the most liberal vehicles I right? can think of. <laughs> but they no. were everywhere and like I love Ridgelines. I saw a ton of Mercedes GLs last time I was down there because they're also made there. Oh yeah. That's true, yeah. And but, uh like, BMW X three, I think. That's or kind something. of how uh, those are made in South Carolina. But still the Bible belt. Yeah. That that's how like Ryan introduced me to his family. They're like, She loves Ridgelines and they're like, Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's I learned true. how that, to drive in that one. Was, that was the icebreaker. <laughs> it really was. Why should we like her? She yeah. likes to drive in a like, ridgeline. She's Catholic, oh. but she loves ridgelines. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> nice. Great. Wow. Very yeah. accurate. Oh. Um, oh. No, it, it's, uh, that's why a lot of people, if you want to make a good, you know, some good money flipping a car, you want to go on vacation in mm-hmm. winter, mm-hmm. you go down to Alabama or Georgia, you go buy a ridgeline and you drive it up here. And it's about a five grand difference in price. That's like true. My two. dad's yeah. bought three or four Ridgelines, and he always goes south, buys them, That's sells them here. That's the case with here. a lot of cars. I mean, we Peter Francis was looking at like nice third gen Camrys in mm-hmm. Texas. They were like a thousand bucks. I'm like, that thing nice. is definitely worth two, three grand in Minnesota. Yeah. no problem. Like you could just drive it home for fun and sell it. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, first generation Integras. We found a three thousand dollar manual Fiat 500 Pop. <gasps> a clean I would, title. I would totally drive that back. I need it. <laughs> it was three grand. I'm like, it's what nothing. The hell? I just don't. I I will never understand the bad rap that car gets because it's awesome. Yeah. But no, it's everybody that doesn't like the Fiat 500 just hasn't driven one. That is, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much it's, it. It's like it's like a it's the modern Honda Civic. And people everybody say, used to oh, shit it's on small. Civics and... It's not safe. Smaller cars are safer than big cars. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's because you safe, drive smarter. But... No, and like it. It has like it has like seven airbags or something too. I'm like it's very safe. Well, yeah, not not only that. I think it was um, wasn't it like uh, the 
It wasn't an Explorer. I forgot what it was. It's some sort of... Ge- big there's, car. There's, a, there's some like big, big General car. Motors truck that like, just like absolutely failed. All of the modern, a, like the newest trucks, uh, uh, half-ton pickups have been getting like really dangerously bad small overlap crash test ratings. Yeah. Like really bad. I think the Ford's maybe okay, but the I, Chevy, no, no, it was it was, really it was a Dodge. Glad. It's okay. That's the one. It's okay. It's really? Ford. Ford got hammered too. Okay. But no, uh, Dodge just did the uh, newest Ram, and yeah, that one actually got five stars. Speaking finally. of the newest Ram, I know it's not in order, but wasn't there an article in here about the uh, that like tribal tat on the back seats yeah, or whatever? I, I think it's actually going to be in the next episode. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's the next episode. We'll Damn. talk about that. Don't All worry, right, everyone. Fine. You'll find out in. We three should days. almost switch one of the topics over so we can talk about that, but. All right, we can talk about it next Buy time. imported small cars. If you're listening to this, just hop over to Twitch <laughs> and yeah. go to the next episode ahead of time. Exactly. And listen for that one. Um, anyway, so I want to move on to something I discovered last week, actually. Okay. Sure. Ooh, what is it? I have a uh, new favorite Ferrari. Oh? Do yes, you? I do, actually. Uh, modern Ferrari, I should say. Is it called the SEMA? No, it's the Aries Project Pony uh, GTC4. Do you want to talk about that Project before SEMA? Yeah, let's talk about that before SEMA. Okay, sure. Um, because actually SEMA will flow really well into sure. the topic later on. I but, like that this car has the word pony in its title. Yeah. Pony. Well, all right, so this is what it is. It's Yay. my favorite part of the Ferrari 412 were the looks. I love how the 412 looks. It is just an outwardly awful vehicle. Uh, however, what they did here is they took the 412 looks... And made it good. Um, they based it off of. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, yeah, that looks that looks pretty good. Like, uh, if anybody, come on, internet, if anybody doesn't show like, our viewers, if anybody doesn't fully understand why I like '80s cars, this car is exactly everything I love about '80s cars. Like, that's a perfect representation of like a retro car. It is so cool. Um. <laughs> oh, jeez. The front end looks awesome. It's like modern me. Daytona. Yeah, that's mixed what, with like an F12. Well, if, if you look at a Ferrari 400, like yep. it, it's all the goodness of a 400, but with all the badness of the 400 not there. Um, but yeah, it makes it yeah 340 horsepower. Um, it, yeah, it's pretty cool. That interior, the dash is so terribly 80s. Oh, dude, I love it. That's gross. Let me look at the dashboard one more time. Uh, yes. No. Ryan, what are you thinking? Gina, what are you talking about? <laughs> you started dating me as driving my GL10. <laughs> yeah. What the heck's wrong I with also you? thought it was a punishment from your parents, so. Yeah, no, this, I, this is my new favorite. Modern this can be Ferrari. Ryan's new punishment from his parents. Yes. Yeah, yeah, punish me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going deeper into that one. <laughs> hey, oh. click click that privacy matters except so we can go down a little bit further on the article because I feel like there's some stuff that I probably forgot. Except, yeah, nobody cares. I could have um, scrolled down. Why'd you make me do that? Well, you could have done that too. Aeros uh, Design Model S Roadster. Ooh. Yeah, they've. Yikes. Th- this is a very cool design uh, house. I like them a lot. But what's this actually based on? If it's a design um, house, it's it is. A... Uh, I think it's the GTC4. Oh, okay. I yeah. can see that. Sure. Yes, it, it's based off the GTC4. So cut the back it, of it off, and no, so they... this thing's all-wheel drive. Yes. Oh. Yeah, apparently. Weird. GTC4 Luso. Yeah. 
It's seamless. Dual clutch paddle transmissions. Whatever. What do you what do you expect? But <clears throat> it, uh-huh. it's a lot better than the slush box I had before. It's no, still it, very cool. It it had uh, a dual clutch before and the GTC four Luso actually had two dual clutch transmissions? No, no, no. I meant the four hundred I. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was an auto? Those came was the first Ferrari with an automatic transmission. It was bad. Were they all auto? Uh no, but it had a really high take rate. So it was like a four-speed ancient auto. It was a Ferrari. General Motors. It might have been a three-speed. What year was this? Wow, uh, early eighties, late seventies. Yeah, 70s, that was probably a three-speed. Speed. Yeah, it's hooked not up good. to. Oh my, I don't even want to know. Yeah, it was hooked, hooked up to like a three hundred eight engine. Uh, I think that was. I think it was a. Let well, me look it up. Okay. You, uh, I can. Yeah, I'll talk about my SL when you're looking. At yeah, this. yeah. Talk about your SL. I'm gonna do some research here. So, all right. We've got a 1997 Mercedes SL 600. We've had it since 2003. It's a lovely car. Mm-hmm. It's magma red, black interior. We got it out of Tucson, Arizona. Um, like I said, I mean, we've. it's just been kind of my dad's fun summer car for the last 15 years. Oh, so and nice. last fall, he crashed into somebody on uh, 394. Oh, no. And the insurance company totaled it. And I'm just like, well, let's see what the buyback is. And the buyback on this car was like $1,600. I'm like, all right, just oh, buy it back. Bad. So I took it to Minnetonka Collision, my body shop of choice. And I told my buddy Chris, I'm like, I'll get you whatever parts you need to fix it. Just let me know what it needs. Mm-hmm. And we'll go from there. So about 13 months later, three days ago, I picked it up. <laughs> Thing looks absolutely gorgeous. But... The, uh, the car has what's called ADS, which is hydraulic rams for shock absorbers. Hmm. And they had completely deflated because oh, of a computer issue. And the car won't reinflate until the computer issue is solved. So it, it is, it's slammed. It's like stance work slammed. It couldn't drive it. It'll go forward and backward at a slow speed, but it, you can't turn it. Oof. Like It's dumped. I mean, just picture a car that you took the springs out of. You mean it's like that. that one person's... Uh... Uh, what is it? Uh, Saturn. Oh, Saturn? Darius. Yeah. Uh, oh, this. Yeah, like Darius is Saturn. Yeah. Okay, perfect. But uh, so I, I ended up AAA towing it to Eurotech, and the tow driver, luckily, really, really nice because Good. obviously he was not pleased about dealing with a stance. It's car, really basically. hard to find a nice tow truck driver. So AAA always... does pretty well, just yeah, sending AAA pretty good does. people. So my dad had AAA plus. I don't know why. But I'm like, we're just going to use yours. Yeah. So right. we got the guy, and he had, like, a bunch of two-by-sixes, and we were able to, like, tilt the oh, bed perfect. and, like, get it up there. Got it to Eurotech, and it turns out this car won't reinitialize the suspension leveling because the steering angle sensor for the stability control is bad. Oh, oh my no. God. So none of so the systems dumb. in the car are allowed to recalibrate until that's been replaced. <sighs> and it's been bad for, like, three years. But, like, yeah. the... the the fact that it got below the minimum ride height before being started again means it's not allowed to reinitialize. I'm just like, okay, fine, replace it. So that's my story on the 600. It's still sitting up at Eurotech right now, but I just like it's ridiculous. You found the solution. It's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. That's yeah. so stupid. The steering angle sensor is keeping the car from driving. It's it's like when you can't start a car because the steering wheel's at the wrong angle. <laughs> Oh, the like, steering lock, but like electronic. Right. Yeah. That's it's so basically stupid. an electric steering lock. Yeah. Oh God. No, thank you. So I, yeah, that, cars I did not, don't like to sit. That car um, is acting like an A8. <laughs> yeah. It is because A8s do stupid crap like that all the time. And this thing is, man. Every part of this car I learned after he crashed it is specific 
to 96 to 2002. It's specific to the SL, specific to the V12. Yeah, so oh I my couldn't God. buy 320 and 500 parts. I had to find 600s. <laughs> I, I bought the only used radiator in the entire country. There aren't new ones anymore. You cannot buy a new radiator for the 600. Oh my God. Mercedes won't That's sell you awful. one. And when you could, it was $1,800. <laughs> anyway that's enough of the 600 but i really thought it was ridiculous that a car would not drive because of a steering angle sensor so uh let's talk about something a little bit well i guess not any better but i did my research on the 400i okay um so it was actually uh the the 400 was also the 412 and the 356 gt4 okay or, or 365 gt4 i'm sorry it used it had a 12 liter colombo or not 12 liter a 12 oh, cylinder colombo Sorry. That's pretty cool. This uh, coffee is getting a little cold here. I should probably drink it. Um, <laughs> that sounds really good. But no, so it had um, uh, the manual ones made uh, 340 horsepower. However, if you got the 400i, the 400 fuel injected one with a uh, automatic transmission, you went down to 310. From 340. I'm waiting for Burger to get back from making coffee. 310 from 340 and an automatic transmission, which was, in that, fact, a three-speed. That's almost as bad as the first-gen NSX. Do you remember that? Where the autos had a three-liter with, yes. like, 220 horsepower, and the manuals had a 3.2 No, like they still they, they had a three-liter. Uh, but, no, originally they were all three-liters, but when they got oh, yeah, when they the went three up, twos, yeah. the yeah. autos kept the three-liter. So you yes. get a late NSX with a 3-liter still, but it was a reduced power 3-liter to begin with. So, And then the transmission was a THM 400. It's a turbo hydromatic. So it was a 3-speed, but yeah, also a... a really reliable transmission. So Yeah, so, I mean, well, I guess the good news is if you want to have a cheap, hilarious Ferrari, you can get one of those, take the V12 out and put a small block in it or something and or, make probably more power. just put a shift kit in it and, like, a hilariously short final drive. Or just... I feel like there has to be a way to make more power on a Colombo V12. Yeah, there there is, especially one with that kind of displacement. Yeah, I mean the early Colombos are like one and a half and two. Yeah, liters. these are four point eight liters. Yeah, that's uh, got to be one of the last Colombos. No. Yeah, four point nine. Wow. No, five liter. Wow. The four twelve at a five liter. I wonder what the last Colombo Ferrari was, because that was an actual V12. It wasn't the flat one on the Testarossa. It was, it was this, this this might have been the last car to have the Colombo. Yeah, they made it until 1989 with the Colombo uh, V12. Huh. So, yeah. I think that probably was because the Testarossa had a 12-cylinder, but it was a flat 12. Or the, sorry, 210-degree V or whatever yeah. it was. 280. No. Can't have been 280. Or it, not 280. 180. 180, I mean. It was either 180 or 210. I, I think it was actually flat. Oh. I, I don't actually know. I haven't taken an engine out of one of those. Uh, so, yeah, this is actually <laughs> kind of a cool car. It does look really great. This actually reminds me of that uh, that company in Italy. They'll take a Ferrari 430 and cut, like, a ridiculous amount of wheelbase out of it and put a modern Lancia Stratos body kit on it. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. Oh, man, oh, i got to find this. Well, while you're finding that, um, we did not go to SEMA because we were busy doing our own crap. Uh, otherwise, we uh, might have gone. Alabama. Yeah, this is our own crap. Uh, I was, you might have gone. I don't know. I'd probably need somebody to pay for me to go there for me to actually go there. It was on I, Halloween, so probably Yeah, we, I would not have gone because Jana would not have let me. 
Um, Halloween is my Christmas. Yeah, Halloween. (laughs) I I literally we treat Halloween like Christmas because my birthday is too close. Oh yeah, yeah. I know that one. Yeah, I didn't know it was based off the F four thirty. Yeah, it's based off a four thirty. Oh, that's cool. I think those things are super attractive. Yeah, no, those look great. Um, But anyway, SEMA this year is actually pretty cool, apparently, from what a lot of people have said. Everyone on Facebook. Yeah, Yeah, like all of our friends went. I saw all the posts. Like everybody I know. All right. But I got to make coffee. Did uh, So Biz and Moto had their wagon van now with the K series. And they built that. I thought that was originally the D series one. This is a completely separate. What? They have two? Yeah, he's two now. They're oh. like they're the same color. So he, he still has a 700 horsepower D series wagon van. Nice. But he also has, which was he originally built that to get revenge on a, a off of another uh, performance shop that said Bizimoto doesn't know how to use turbos. <laughs> And I do feel like he gravitates toward all motor, but yeah, Bissy definitely well, understands. Well, that's production. the thing. Look well, at his Porsche. Well, so he, all right, the the Wagavan originally that he built, yeah. he built that because Super Street Magazine had the top engine builder championship or uh, not championship, but uh, contest where they got like eight shops, like every magazine, like owned by big by like Source Media yeah. at that time. They all chose a shop and had a shop build a car. Okay. He built a 350 horsepower in a F series, like F22 A1 from a 92 Honda Accord. Okay. Uh, he built that, made 350 horsepower all motor on it, okay. which is insane. That is a crap ton of and this is for that a, sort of engine design. Th- and this is also like 2006, 2007. <laughs> anyway, so one of the shops that built an Evo, there are two shops that built an Evo. I can't remember who it was. I think they went out of business since then. Mm-hmm. They uh, said, well, Busy Moto clearly just, they chose all motor because they don't know how to make a turbocharged car. And so Busy Zahoa says, words. yeah, he goes, all right, then let me show you something about turbos. And gets a D-Series, like what is commonly known as like the weakest of all the Honda engines. I and they were weak, but I mean, they were in like the basic Civics. Of the yeah, Honda like just your basic. Like, no that, well, that's what like non-Honda people know it as. Okay. Um, so they all went and said like, oh, the, or he goes, I'm going to build this and builds it and makes 700 horsepower, which is more horsepower than the guy's Evo did. And then runs a faster quarter mile time than the guy's Evo. <laughs> and this is in a Wagavan? <laughs> in, in a Wagavan. <laughs> Oh so that has the aerodynamic properties of a dustbuster. That's decent, actually. I think it's it's like yeah, dustbusters. I think have decent aerodynamic. Properties. Yeah, th- this one's a lot more frontal area, though. This one, um, I'll, I'll have to look at what the drag coefficients of a Wagavan is, but he built that um, just to make a point and got really famous from that. And so he uh, fast forward to a few years ago, he built the thousand horsepower Honda Odyssey, the J series in it. Uh, which he actually uses to yep. drive his kids to school. Well, uh, the boost by gear probably helps a bit. Yeah, but anyway, he got his. He got like owned at the Netflix yeah, uh, fastest car. Anyway, that thing so needed all-wheel drive. It he, really did. Yeah, and so that's exactly what happened. And so he goes and buys another Wagavan. <laughs> does a K series all-wheel drive swap with the CRV uh, drivetrain, CRV rear end, and puts it all on their custom. Um, and so I guess so I guess the point of this is that he's going to use it for the next Netflix fastest car series. Nice. Okay. To now beat everyone. <laughs> I feel like he doesn't like to lose. No, he's very competitive. This is also the same person that in like the mid '90s made his own race gas and uh, 
chemically made it so when it burns, it smells like grapes. Grapes. So he was like a proto vapor. Oh shit. Yeah. So like he he vaped before vaping was cool. <laughs> well, at least the odor going down the road. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, um, hmm. yeah. So he had his wagon van there. Um, then there was uh, just a yeah, b- bunch of kind of cool stuff that went came about. Chrysler released some new engine or something, uh, a crate engine that was kind of cool, I guess. And uh, Toyota had all generations of the Toyota Super there, which is very cool. Um, that would actually take some doing. Now, that um, engine, though, let's talk about that for oh, a second. Oh, you want to talk about Fiat's announcement? Yes. <laughs> it's not a typical. Chrysler, it's, Chrysler okay, Fiat. You picture, you picture Fiat and crate engine, and yes. you're just like, oh, what the heck? That doesn't make any sense. But, I'm, I, okay, it's actually FCA. It's not just Fiat. And obviously, you guys are well aware of the Hellcat, right? The 6.2 yes. liter supercharged, yeah. yada, yada, yada. So, what they did here is last year they announced their new line of crate engines. Yeah. Because up until then, if you wanted to put a Gen 5 or a Gen 6 Hemi into your, your car, you really couldn't. The computers were locked down so much with encryption, you couldn't decode it. You'd have to run it on a carburetor with a standalone ignition. They released their 6.4 liter naturally aspirated Hemi. Yeah. This year, Instead of releasing a Hellcat crate engine, they bumped the 6.2 liter Demon engine to 7 liters, cool. put a bigger supercharger on it, it makes 1,000 horsepower on pump gas, and that's the ele- <laughs> the engine, sorry, slip, and they call it the Hellophant. <laughs> <laughs> the Hellophant. I so love that. I, I do not know what this thing costs. It's probably like 35 grand, but it's amazing. You can buy an out-of-the-box 1,000 horsepower, reliable, warranted crate engine. You know, God, God bless Chrysler. I love Seriously, Chrysler. Seriously, I don't know who is smoking the crack up top right now, but they are doing some you good know, stuff. You know, I was thinking about it. Of all the American companies right now, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but Chrysler is far and wide my favorite. Yeah, I think so. If, of the big three, for sure. Yeah, the, of the big three. Because their automatics work, because their GM, or sorry, their uh, ZF 8-speeds. Uh, yeah. for, for, <gasps> for a while, it Jan was... Just noticed yeah, Jan just bike. noticed it. Um, it. For a while, Ford was my favorite, but Ford has just taken... They've just completely abandoned me. They've treated me like Honda treated oh, me. Oh, let's take away all of our RS line. Oh, let's take away all of our manuals. Oh, let's take away all of our cars. Like, what do I have Cat, left with Ford? There's, no, there's nothing left with for me at Ford. Um, and it's ironic because Ford used to be my favorite, and everybody used to yell at me for making fun of him. And I'm like, yeah, I make fun of them because I enjoy them. Um, no, so my question is, what would you put this engine into? The elephant? Yes. Uh, I might need a second to think about this. Yeah. I, we're going to have to come back to it um, yeah. next episode as well. I'm going to say um, immediately the first thing that comes to my mind is an AMC Gremlin. That, that's a good answer. I was trying to think of something like old and already rear-wheel drive. I want something old, rear-wheel drive, and stupid. So that's all. I got it. That, first gen LS400. Ooh, a uh, AMC Eagle. <laughs> Those are all-wheel drive, man. Yeah, but you can make them real oh, drive. That's true. Into... You could take a, a hell, hell, the Jeep, the Hellcat, yeah. the Trailhawk. Could, could the Trailhawk. Put it into a Ford Pinto. Yes, yeah. you can put. You can put it into a Pinto. Yes. I'm gonna put it in a Pinto. <laughs> yep, you can put it in a Pinto. A Chevette, actually. No, I would. Just I take, thought about a Chevette. But yeah, no. a Chevette, Chevette would be up there, or a Chevy Vega. Um, a Ford Maverick would be a great uh, swap opportunity. Um, 
but yeah, I may keep I may keep going on this, and every time I think I'm of a new hilarious car, I'm gonna go find car, my mom's old blue Ford Pinto and put a elephant in it. The blue had a really high take rate. Actually, no, Previa. No, oh. a, a Pinto cruising wagon. Oh, oh no! The one with that the would port, be so great. The one with the factory porthole window, or oh no, better yet, a Dodge uh, Tradesman, a, no, a short no, body no. Dodge Tradesman van. Boring. That'd be great. Boring. Paint a paint a picture of an elephant on the side, like mural and elephant on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so speaking of murals, um, the other day I posted on uh, Facebook about how I can't get a Scion XD because Ryan would make fun of my emo days, and I was just talking to uh, former guest Ben Shu about how I should get one, and um, that's why I was distracted and not looking at the cat. But that, that's fine. You have seen it now, though, right? Yes, I have. This and fabulous I, cat mug. I love it. Thank you to our, uh, our Patreon supporter, Scott, for giving this to me for my birthday. Scott's, yeah. Scott is a good supporter. He is. Um, but uh, this is what we've decided. If I get a Scion XD, what mm-hmm. I need to do, it needs to be in strictly like early 2000s email build. So we're going to dye it pink, or we're going to paint it pink. Diet pink. Diet pink. Are you going to get those eyelashes for it? No. No, no, no. no. Probably pinstripe some uh, thick eyeliner around the headlights, though. Okay. Uh, but uh, we're going to do a... builds. <laughs> well, we just see. decided this in the car because there was a long car ride. <laughs> this is <laughs> the, the, We were talking about snow. this when we had that snowstorm. Yeah. It took me I listened to over that episode the other three day. hours to get to your house. Oh. Oh, you weren't talking about the when we got snowed in here. No, no, you were no, talking I'm, about Laserdisc night. No, yes. no, I'm talking about like Ooh. this Thursday. This we were having yeah. this conversation. Um, so we should revisit my coworker's car thing because he's thinking about giving his Audi to his roommate and getting a new car. Oh, oh. So I can't remember what we recommended to him. We might have to revisit. Um, but yes, yeah, elephant so, swapped Pinto. So this build, we're gonna get me a Scion XD. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, bright pink, and then um, I was joking with somebody who said I, I need to get it and I was like all right I'm gonna load up the disc player with my chemical romances entire discography and then we decided we'd have to like Natasha like yeah Natasha no, we, we talked about this in the car uh, yeah Natasha it with uh, all the different stages of Gerard Way which is the front of My Chemical Romance. So okay. there's going to be, because um, in, in, he's also a comic book artist, we're going to do his style of himself in all the different all, all the different My Chemical Romance phases. This has a lot of thought into yeah, it. Yeah, we had, a, we we had, had three a hours long car of, ride. We had three hours of listening to NPR talking <laughs> about this. So. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, wow, that's conflicting. Then we decided the seats would have to be checker print with uh, bright pink stitching. Pink stitching. Um, just like the most seen girl thing. Yeah. Oh, and of course, you're forgetting the best part. The vanity plate. The vanity plate is going to be raw. Because it's R-A-W-R. R-A-W-R, yeah. R-A-W-R, XD. Yeah, I get it. Thank you. But it, all right, so this all started out when Jan is like... Um, she just be ASCII. She, it, it, Jan really wants a sign at XA. For I-A. Her, or sorry, IA. For, yeah, no, it's no, an XA. It's uh, an XA. No, it's an is IA. It IA. Oh, it's an IA. XAs are terrible. IAs are the Corolla hatchbacks. Yeah. Right? The one it was. Or a, that's an IM. Uh, the Scion I eight. The I is a Mazda two. No, no, this is the one from the Earth like when they first. It'd be the XA because the XA and the, it's, it has XA and the XB. Yeah, because it was called X, Toyota Ist. It's an IA. Mm. I don't like the I. 
the IA is good. I don't like the yeah. XA. I do like the XB. Uh, the uh, but what the reason why I started? Yeah, no, it's a Scion XA. Sorry, I don't like those. Pistol's no, first car IA. was one of those. Her second car. The one I'm looking for is an IA. I know because I see it's them. It's a Mazda 2 sedan. That's an IA. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they look a lot like uh, a Renault Clio's from the from the butt. That one. No, it's the XA. It's the one I just pulled up. None of them look like okay. that one. From the from the butt, they got a square rear end. That's an XD. No, we're, I'll show the you. The XD what, has a square rear end. I'll yeah. show you. This is what an XA is. Okay, maybe. I, I don't know. We're not going to argue about it. But I'm looking at a Scion to replace the Sienna eventually okay. when the Sienna, Sienna dies from all the sludge in it. So, um, but anyway, originally it started out with Jan saying she really wants an XD, but I'd make fun of her. And I said, no, I wouldn't make fun of you. I'd just give you like a Reptar sticker. You wouldn't understand why. You just think it's cute. And, and then somebody would, somebody would walk it past your car and you'd be getting out and they go, rawr. And you go, oh, and then you get really mad. Yeah. Because that's how <laughs> I do things. And then we're talking about how he would. Is uh, that what you're talking about? The I rear end? I don't know. Uh, or, or, I, I want to point out real quick that uh, Hari just started streaming us on Twitch and look at the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> the upper right corner it's the cat mug the cat <laughs> i'll show this to the uh, viewers real quick oh there you go it's the cat mug <laughs> sorry uh, but yeah so i just don't know if the cyan scions are going to be big enough for my ground penetrating radar they will so that's yes. really not that big yeah it'll be fine you could put that in a fiat you could you could feasibly put that into a fiat actually right, honey so you just wouldn't be able to put anything else in the car yeah but that just me and my ground penetrating radar and your Fiat. And all your My Chemical Romance. <laughs> anyway, I wish you best on your XD or IA endeavor. Yes, it, it will come when I get money, which will be <clears throat> a while. But, you know, <sighs> one fine. can dream. It's good to plan ahead. Absolutely. I am probably... I do that too much? Yeah. yeah. Well, and like the thing, detriment. the thing is, I'm not shopping for a new car. I'm shopping for a used car so I can start now looking at patterns and figure out the exact mm-hmm. one i want to get and pull a matt farrow and use la city bus fabric for your seats yep i know the exact fabric i actually yeah. when you're we coming back from the uh state fair uh, a couple of years ago we took the the bus and i had to look up exactly where this fabric came from and I actually found the website that sells it yeah no, it's think... it's like 30 dollars i think per yard oh it's I th- yeah, I thought it was really cheap. I don't know, not thirty dollars. I, I think it was thirty dollars. It was enough for like a yard. It's not bad. It was. It, I think it was like something like thirty dollars is like exactly what I needed for my front seats. Like oh, 30, okay. Thirty dollars. Yeah, probably like four fabric. yards then. Yeah, it'd be four yards and yeah. So yeah. I'm not gonna do that math, but it, it was very affordable and also screw fabric being measured in yards. Right. I know, right? Like I bought black dirt one time and it was measured in yards. What? Cubic yard. No. That's so dumb. I bought like, nine of them. It's way too much. Imperial <laughs> is so... I know. Mm. Like, can I get one desk of Cheez-Its? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like from Family Guy? Yeah, from Family Guy. <laughs> Where are you getting these units, Mary? <laughs> one metric tucker. Oh, I, I do like that design. one. All right, so... Um, we actually have two interesting engineering topics this, this week. This is weird. I'm going to start out with mine. Fair enough. Um, this is also a car that a elephant would fit within, but it would be really weird. It would probably blow the whole thing apart. Yikes. Um, I want to talk about the Honda S800, and specifically the S800 RSC, because if you're not familiar with the Honda S800, this car is 
like Honda's first like foray into like really really cool engineering, and it really was kind of precursor to all the really cool stuff that they did later on. Um, so the SA, the this came up because that Japanese nostalgia car we recently had a post uh, when these kidney car articles, which is a car you would sell a kidney to buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it was a not six, a car shaped like a kidney. No, no, no. It's a S Honda S eight hundred racing. Um, RSC, which is Racing Service Center. Um, so what, this car's super cool because they used all their bike technology okay. into a tiny sports car that competed with like MGs and stuff. So it had a 10,000 RPM, 800cc engine that made 90 horsepower, over 100 horsepower per liter in 1968. Had a five-speed manual transmission when MGs had four speeds. Which is saying something, because AMG was on the forefront for a long or time. MC, or um, not AMG, uh, uh, MG. Okay. MG. But, I mean, still, at this point in time, in 1968, as far as sports car racing, mm-hmm. like, MG and Alfa Romeo both had a four-speed transmission, mm-hmm. and they were the forefront of racing, especially in this class. Even if it was moderately reliable at the time, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And it had needle-bearing crank, which is actually really cool, and you're probably wondering what that is. No, but I know exactly what that is, but Why? Uh, because it had a 10,000 RPM red line. <laughs> I can't believe those things didn't shatter. No, they were, it was designed to like. I mean, they're really good at load, that. but they're not good at that kind of speed, which is that, surprising. Yeah, it's Honda. Okay. The, they do really weird things. That would be endlessly reliable, though. Like, you wouldn't even have to oil that thing to get to 10 grand. Yeah, that's why they did it. That's it like was, a two stroke Sea Doo engine. Yeah, they basically did that. They made like a two stroke Sea Doo engine, made a four stroke, and then made. <laughs> Like ninety horsepower out of it. It was just. Is insane. this like Honda's like the guy that he bought the Harley and like made the engine not yeah. misfire anymore? Oh, is that this sort of thing? It kind of like that. Kind of that. That was the, the that was Hiratoshi. That was the son of the guy who designed this car. Um, like but, father, like son. What? What? what we actually what? just got a uh, a Twitch comment. Oh, hey there, Liam Fran. What do you what guys do think you... about F one coming to Vietnam? Actually, I think that's really cool. Do you guys have a track in Vietnam that would support that's... Formula One, or would it have to I, be apparently, built? Apparently, they are. Um, well, answer us that question while Ryan finishes yes. this, and we'll give you our opinion. So this <laughs> is the thing that's super cool about the S800, though. It does all this, but the car weighs 1,600 pounds. Holy God. Oh, Nothing at Dude, that's all. that's like 800 pounds less than a super light. That's like a first-gen Elise minus 800. Yeah, pounds. that's super insanely light. What like, does that little N600 with the Gixxer motor in it weigh? Uh, probably about this much and they cut out a lot of weight. How much does Ron weigh? Uh, Ron weighs uh, Ron Jana's Accord weighs mm-hmm. 24. Okay. So it weighs like this that's is really light nothing. for an Accord, but yeah, yeah still. Um, but so Just for a frame of what, What's also a very... The 500 Pop is 23.50. Exactly. Yeah. Fiat's so lighter it's, than a yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, sixteen hundred pounds is featherweight. Um, but Which, it's the, also got a. This is one, one second. Just for like more reference with the Accord, I can push it. Yeah. And I'm right. a ninety-three pound, five foot and, one. I mean, that also has like Honda suspension and yeah. bearings. Like yeah. that yeah. helps so much. Like, oh yeah. There's they're super light cars that are just like I I, yeah. I, I can't push that exactly yeah. for whatever reason. No, this maybe is it's just not the tires and stuff too. Like yeah. the sixteen hundred, that's closer to this weight in that car. Like you could push it with one hand up to like running speed. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, it's got a chain-driven rear axle as well. 
like a motorcycle. Sure. Because Honda at that point in time was coming. Honda is so silly. Yeah. Well, this is this is their literally their first car they ever made. I know. Was the was the S uh, car, but they um no they had a chain driven rear end like a bike so. It was just a super. Was it a sequential transmission or was it? No, it was a, a regular it was age, age pattern? pattern. But I mean, in 1965, it's really cool. And the fact that a chain-driven rear end is like really unique. Because yeah, I can't think of many cars that a chain-driven rear end. It's so cute. I, really I can't like think of any. Cars. Come to think of it. Yeah, the S800. There you was go. It, did it have a differential like some of the modern ATVs, where they like drove the differential ring gear with a chain, and then it had a diff in it, or was it a locker? You know, I've never actually seen a picture a of it. I've been around like a handful of these. I've never actually seen underneath it. And this isn't a car you just like lay on the ground to look at. I I actually would, but I just I when I was at um the real time collection hall where they had one of these, I they had a non racing version, but I I didn't have a chance to lay on the ground to look at it. But yeah, it was very very cool. Um, and anyway, so this one's for sale right now. Um, in or Europe. Price. Uh, eighty-five to one hundred eight thousand dollars. That's oh, a lot. Mm. A lot, but I mean, when you think That's of more race, than a few kidneys. I'm actually gonna click on that Japanese yeah. nostalgic car link and bring it up real quick. Yeah, because that's a very, very cool car, and it's also one of two ever made oh, as an that's RSC. Why it's that yeah, the the standard ones are significantly more common. You can yeah. get those for like you know twenty grand for the best one in the world, but. uh no, these so ones are much, here. much cheaper. Let me bring that up on the stream here. Yeah, bring that up on the on the stream. The encoding uh, is having a heart attack right now. There. Yeah, I'm, okay, it should imagine. be up now. Yeah, Aww. so that there it is. Yeah, that's adorable. It's like a little shoe. It's like the the shoes. The the, yes. the hard top looks like a Z3 or Z8 hard top, yeah. where it's like awkwardly tall to support <laughs> people living in it's it. It's got yeah. a roll cage in it. That's why. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that's, isn't that cool? That's very cool. I like that. With the four carburetors. Yeah, it's. I like cars that are oh, small for wheels. normal sized people. There's the hoops. Oh yeah, the car. Like when you see these in real life, like you're like th- they made a roadster as small as possible. Yeah. Like it <laughs> is just fantastic. Box. Yeah. It's a dog box too. Wow. Yeah. It's Ooh. it was designed just for racing. Yeah. So I, I should have noted. Neat. I should have noted there's a dog leg. Why the yeah. heck this has a chain drive? I do not understand. But it's a, why I, not? When Honda was first developing this kind of rushed to market and they just kind of kept with it because Honda had to make a functional car. Um, and when they did, so they just, yeah, they just made chain drive cause they knew it could make that work without having to make all this other stuff from scratch. All right. So anyway, let's talk about Vietnam. Yeah. Just before what? I get to my interesting engineering. So I actually read this briefly and it looks like they're in talks with formula one to get a circuit in Hanoi. That's awesome. Yeah, look at this. It's like we're delighted to announce that, that Hanoi a, will host Formula One Grand Prix. That's a weird way but to it say sounds Hanoi. Like, I don't know how to say it. Sorry. <clears throat> that's Hanoi. How do you say it? Hanoi. Hanoi. Yeah, Hanoi. Sure. There you go. I'm not Vietnamese. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not either. Uh, when all my whole experience with Hanoi sure. is that how you say it is yeah. uh, Top Gear where they did the scooters. Yeah. Which was amazing, but I would love to visit Vietnam. I don't have a reason to right now, but like I do. F1. I want a seat. Or I want I want I want a suit and I want to buy. Is it a, a fully uh, silk suit? Yes, and I want I want to drive a Honda Cub. Okay, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that's why I want to go. How to many Vietnam. million dong is that going to cost you? I don't even know, but I got about twenty bucks in my pocket. I could probably do quite a bit with that. Twenty twenty. That's actually really oh, that's soon. Really su- I'll be yeah. curious. I would like to see like a, a rendering of like the circuit and where they want to put it and how that's going to be. Because I mean, it's not really. I mean, it, it's 
it's not really a car friendly city just because yeah. it was based around bikes and cars are so expensive yeah. there. Yeah, I'm very curious about that. Thank but, you to our but, Twitch. I mean, yeah, thank, thank you for the Twitch comment. We've actually yeah. never had a, a topic submitted via that. Normally we reserve it only for um, Patreon, but. Since it's in this case, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Thank but you. But no, uh, in short, we are all for yes. uh, F1 coming to Vietnam. That sounds awesome. Well, I, what I like about F1 is you get to see like a lot of cool countries and kind of cultures around the world and also brings a lot of press with them. Mm-hmm. So the car culture and the motorhead culture of mm-hmm. that part of the world can get a bit of a spotlight. Cause, you right. Know, and th- that's that that's something that I'm actually more excited about than the actual race because frankly I don't care that much about F1, but the reason I why I, the but reason why I like sport. the reason why I like F1 is because with F1 there's always like a tribe of press people mm-hmm. that are with them that between race day and stuff yeah. go out and take a look at local car culture. Yeah. yeah. And so, no, I mean, it's a great thing. You for learn a lot. Culture, yeah, you you learn in. you learn a lot about what the cultures are like. Like in the Philippines, like they have a lot of really cool stuff, and in China, they have like a a very unique car culture. It's close to Japanese, but not quite the same. Right. Uh, and yeah, just a lot of that stuff you, you would not otherwise see. I think it's really cool. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. It'd be very interesting. And yeah, again, that course being so tight and technical. Oh my god. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a small course, I'm sure. But that's, I mean, I mean, it's a lovely country. Didn't we so. watch a Miami Vice episode where they had F1 through Miami? No, that wasn't uh, F1, but that was... Welcome uh, to Miami. That was the Miami Grand Prix, but that, oh, okay. no, that, that was... Bienvenido um, Miami. Uh, that was uh, IMSA. Okay. That's what that was. Will Smith, I have, anyone? Uh, no. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> All right. My interesting engineering. So I want to talk about... Uh, it's actually... It's, it's kind of a Patreon topic. Interesting engineering. Ooh. Anyway. Also, so, Patreon... Subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, become a patron today. And then you can uh, feed us articles like that ahead of time. We can research them and then talk about them. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Then all will be well. Um, And then we'll all know what we're talking about. Exactly. But I mean, yeah, from what I cursory read there, that's awesome. So I'm excited. But this topic, I want to talk about EVSEs. And if you don't like electric cars, you just switch it off now. This is the last topic. But (laughs) (laughs) if you do or you're curious about them, EVSC stands for Electric Vehicle Support Equipment, which Mm -hmm. is the charger. Yeah. So when a lot of people buy an EV these days, I really don't think that they think ahead of time about charging it. Oh, no, not at all. Which is kind of a big deal if you drive more than, let's say, 30 miles a day. Yeah. I do know my uncle, like, so my uncle owns a cabin out in um, Green Lake, Minnesota, which is like, I mean, he's biked there from Eden Prairie, but driving an electric car that far would be kind of iffy. So he like installed a charging port at his cabin. It's probably level two. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I was. I if there's any installation, it's at least a level yeah, two of some but sort. It, it's so funny. Just like you go up to the cabin, then all of a sudden there's a charge, like a Tesla charging station. It's like, oh, okay. And I kind of have a beef with the people that put in Tesla chargers because those, in a situation like that, it's called their destination charger, which is okay. like a 40 to 70 amp, so like two times a clothes dryer and output. Okay. Yeah. But it runs on 220. Like you yeah. could put it on a beefy welder outlet, no problem. Yeah. But the problem is. Only Teslas can charge on those. Whereas if you put in what's called a J1772, which is the SAE-like name for this connector, which is on every other EV, Mm -hmm. Teslas can also use it. Same amount of power. I just don't understand why people... I don't don't know. It might be. I haven't haven't been up there in a while because of uh, other reasons. But, um, you know, when I saw it, I think it was a 
I don't know if it was Tesla specific. But... Sure. Yeah, I mean, if it didn't like say Tesla on it, yeah. it's probably not. But it, but... It, it was cool to see because that was right when Teslas first started like kind mm-hmm. of arriving to probably the like people. Probably 2012 or something. And and it was like mind blowing for me because I there's no other electric cars really available that right. I was a, I was aware <laughs> of. You know, I was just like the EV scene was just ca- kind the of the landscape was pretty you know slim in 2012 yeah so. it, it would have been a little bit we we also we we have one topic after this i just thought about that we do yes we do oh sorry that's well, but continue on i i just i think it's interesting that like some people think about it <laughs> and but i mean they really only think there's about a lot of people it. that don't drive more than 30 miles a yeah. day so like they could charge it on a regular you know wall outlet a 20 yeah. amp wall outlet which is what most of these cars come with they come with the the emergency charger the first three months i had my car that's how i charged it and i I made do but i also couldn't do like you know 100 miles a day with the thing so when you're buying a modern ev i mean most of them now have that j1772 which Mm -hmm. is rated for 110 or 240 volts okay and it's all regulated inside the car so how much power you can charge with is actually the charger's in the car the only thing that you're plugging into is literally just a cord. little tiny microchip that talks to the car, figures out how much power it's allowed to use, and then just click the relay on to, okay. to start feeding the electric garden hose into That's this That's really cool to know. All right. So, like, sometimes if it's raining or something and I plug mine in, it'll say 120 volts. So, I got to unplug it and plug it back in because it didn't seat right. Yeah. Which seems a little dumb, but I think it just defaults to the safest option. Yeah. But yeah. If you're driving more than 30 miles a day and you buy an EV and you intend to charge at home, you really do need 220. Mm-hmm. So you need access to a dryer outlet. You need access to your electrical panel. One of the two, you're going to have to pay an electrician. Which should be easy enough. Most of the time it is. I mean, the the outlets are pretty standard. It's not that much to have an electrician put another outlet in, if, especially and if it's close to your a car. A lot of people's like, washing machines nowadays yeah. are close to their garage. I would think so. And I mean, a lot of people have... Oh, relatively, yeah. In modern homes, I Built mean, the, the panels garages. are usually in the garage, yeah. which is perfect. I mean, all you got to do is like run like 12 inches of wire and a breaker, yeah. and you're done. Like, you don't even t- technically have to hire an electrician if you don't want to, but it's probably smart. Yeah, unless but, I mean, you want to make, turn yourself into a cadaver. Right. <laughs> smoking cadaver I mean, I on their side I because I kind of know what I'm doing with it, but like, it's, it's fine. Um, but I mean, there's a, a couple different amperage outputs of these level two chargers. So a standard wall outlet one, the emergency charger, is a 15-amp, 120-volt. The most basic level two you can get, which is double the speed, is a 15-amp, 240. Most of the crappier low-range EVs like mine are 30-amp level two, so like four or five times faster than a regular wall outlet. How much kilowatt hours? Uh, This is just kilowatts. Uh, Batteries are kilowatt hours, so my car is 6.72 kilowatts. Uh, okay. A regular wall outlet is 1.5 kilowatts, and it's about 3 kilowatts for the crappy level okay. 2 chargers. Um, but like a BMW i3, a Chevy Bolt, mm-hmm. those cars that have the J1772, but they also have the two ports above for DC oh. fast charging, oh. you can't really take advantage of that at home because it yeah. requires a massive power converter on site to convert you know, yeah. transformer voltage down to... Well, it's, it's actually upping the voltage, but converting it to DC. Yeah. And just a ton of amps. So those can take up to 150 kilowatts. Oh, my gosh. Which is, I don't know the math offhand, but it's, I mean, it turns your five-hour <laughs> charge time into like a 40-minute charge time, something that's like that. Crazy. That makes sense. Yeah. So, but that's also really hard on the batteries. So yeah. if you don't need oh, it, Oh, really? Those, are, those aren't good on the battery? No. <laughs> shocking, right? Oh, weird. Putting tons and tons <laughs> of heat into the battery. I mean, most of these cars are managed, yeah. but... So 
Tesla, if you go to one of their superchargers, it's a DC station. Okay. So you so, don't want to use those all the time. No. If you can avoid it. And I mean, there have been studies about people that have got like limousine services and they yeah. do nothing but supercharge their Teslas. Mm-hmm. And like the degradation actually isn't that bad. Okay. Oh, good. So it's not significantly different, but if you want the best life out of your EV, honestly, you should use the regular wall outlet So charger. it's like doing regular oil interval changes versus, you know, skipping a few hundred miles. Kind of, yeah. Kinda, I mean, yeah. it's it's just, it's a very minimally different result, but I mean, it is worse. It means it's, it's more like when you're charging, it's like, yeah, not charging a car battery. If, you have, if yeah. you're always jump-starting the battery, right. you're going to kill it super fast. <laughs> yeah, if you let it die and then jump-start it. If, you, if your car, you know, if you put on a trickle charger, you know, if it dies, then it's going to last a lot longer. Uh, anyway, what I want to do, just because... This is very topical, mm-hmm. uh, and next episode we're crazy busy. Sure. Uh, let's talk about Bizarrohoa's um, latest Facebook status. Okay. Uh, you have that up on the screen, if I'm not mistaken. Do. Let me uh, let me pop open the stream, and then I will move over to Busy. Yes. Fasistas. Uh, Look says, at that cute little face. This is uh oh. <clears throat> hashtag what am I doing? Hashtag Toyota oh, MR2. What am I doing? Hashtag project. And yes, I read all that in Busy Zahoa's accent when I was taking a poo last night and read this. Um, that's going to be really cool. I'm sure he will probably make a thousand horsepower horsepower turbocharging something describing to our not twitch <laughs> listeners it's a cute little AW11. red aw11 first gen that's mr2 really dusty and it's got the original california plate on it too which is very interesting and also that's a really nice i really want business to keep that plate because i think it's rad uh, it'll probably de- debut at Radwood like in a week or two or something. I don't know, probably. He does <laughs> <laughs> weird stuff like that. But um, I spent long nights at the shop developing a new cylinder head design that uses six combustion strokes yeah. to get <laughs> 10,000 horsepower. Yeah, what? that's... But like, we're excited about it. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. I've oh. always been a fan of Busy or Zohoa, so Busy's great. Um, but yeah, no, that's gonna be really tight. I like this top comment. Antonio Valvidia said, "Eleven hundred horsepower, four AG. It spins eleven thousand RPM. Do like, it busy. Uh, yeah, do it busy. Like an entirely attainable amount of RPM for a four a AGE, but like twenty. The power, to, no. Yeah, tw- <laughs> twenty to one compression. Not like E eighty five. It's just something ridiculous like that. Yeah, you need you need a atmospheric modification I, device. To I hit really, that. really want um, busy to start maybe. You know, he's probably going to put a K series in it. I was going to say, sure. I hope he puts a K in it. No, actually, what I really hope for, I want, I really hope he starts. Four, be cool. No, I was say, I hope he starts like doing support for like older Japanese cars. So if he uses as like a development pig for the four AG, a slam pig. Yeah, a slam pig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, 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 no, a, 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 it's a development platform for like doing four AG stuff. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, probably he's gonna do a K twenty four, make it do wheelies, and it's just be ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm God, whatever he's gonna do with any sort of power is scary. They're, they're really fun. They are um, a lot of fun. Like yeah. third gens with the two GR three point five V sixes are just nutty. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's it's gonna be really cool. I'm very excited. Does this make you miss your MR two? <sighs> yeah, of course it does. His reaction I'd, alone made it very clear because it's like 
Busy, who he loves. That's yeah. AW11s, yeah. which he loves. Burgers know me. Ever since I figured out what AW11 was, I fell in love with that car. Uh, <laughs> the I'm just thing imagining... It's just a cheese grater on wheels. Of course you love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the thing is with, with AW11, the reason I had to get rid of mine is I do not regret getting rid of that because... It was owned by... Yeah, an it, interesting individual. It was not well cared for, and it's like it was a really cool car, like with rose colored glasses on. It was really tight, but it's just like didn't have a parking brake. All the stuff for a parking brake, the entire system was removed for some reason. Didn't have a radio in it. Uh, it had a bunch of like just small niggly little problems, and then like it needs suspension work. It's just like it. It's most cars where it would have been really cool, but I would have been forever upside down on it. You know. Yeah, and, I mean it was a reasonable. And you only paid five hundred dollars yeah. for it. So yeah. that was that's I, saying a lot. Five hundred dollars, and I traded it for a Subaru and a girlfriend. So I'm okay with that. That's fair. So it, I, I haven't done good, anything like that just yet. But. It, it, it was a good combination. <laughs> Do you guys um, notice that E30 sitting down there? Yeah, yes. I like. I paid a hundred dollars for that yesterday. Yay. Really? Yeah. I thought that was. I just thought that was Corey's. <laughs> no, that's it's great. not the red color. Where did you find a hundred dollar E30? <laughs> it, it came to me. That's insane. Like, you want an E30? I'm like, no. It's like a hundred bucks. I'm like, uh, is it a manual? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, ah, fine. I'll take it. That that's <laughs> insane. Yeah. It's love... actually David Norzol car. No shit. Yeah, the oh thing has been through the ringer clearly, but it is David Norzol car. That's really funny. Awesome. I know. I yeah, that's that's really cool. I hopefully that I'm gonna part it out. It's really rough. How rusty is it? Underneath, really bad. Oh. The body is actually pretty nice. Damn it. It'd be a good drift car, parts car, but that's about it. That's a bummer. Oh well. Anyway, one hundred dollars well spent. Uh, yeah, definitely. What I say is, uh, on the back is worth that. Let us know what you think Biz Yersaho is going to do with his AWL. Yeah, and that's going to be that's going to be our <laughs> bombshell. Talk to us. Let us know. Uh, Patreon um, or find us on Facebook. Um, however, Patreon will be the way for you to actually get that on the air. For um, sure, John. You can come take some parts off, but it's fine. Yes. <laughs> and yes. John, uh, John can get parts. And to our Twitch viewers, uh, hang around. We'll be starting the new episode in yes. about five or ten minutes. Um, ten. Depends on if we get ten snacks. to fifteen. Yeah, fine. Ten to minute. Ten to fifteen minutes. Ten to fifteen. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we will see you on Wednesday if you're not on Twitch. Yep, we'll Bye. catch you guys Wednesday for episode fifty-nine.